0: Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services.
1: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Derek Duarte, the president of Blackstone Discovery, which integrates eDiscovery consulting, forensics, case management, and technology development for law firms and corporate legal teams worldwide with a focus on the West Coast of the U.S. and Asia. Hi, Derek. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you
1: doing? I'm doing very well. I look forward to speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Blackstone Discovery
0: always been a kind of a technological tinkerer from a young age. My father worked for Digital Equipment Corporation and used to bring computers back home that I would kind of build up and convert into gaming systems because my dad refused to get me a gaming system. So I started in tech and as I kind of went through my career or educational path, I actually gravitated a little bit more towards law. So during my undergraduate at Berkeley, I was studying political science and legal studies. And went to the career services office, kind of figuring out what I would do after college. And the the first career available, you know, number one career for poli sci graduates at Cal was bank teller. So I knew I had to do something else at that point. And I think I'm probably not the only poli sci major that the answer that I came up with was going to law school. So I went to go intern at the Berkeley City Attorney's Office and was actually placed on my first large e-discovery case there. And that case had a relevant date range of 1865 to 2005. And that's when I was kind of first exposed to e-discovery in in all its grandeur. And I really loved my experience there. It convinced me that I should go to law school. So I ended up going to UC Hastings, worked for a firm after that, went in-house for a tech company, started my own practice you know, realized something was still kind of missing. I wasn't quite finding the same passion that I had back at the city of Berkeley. And I realized that it was the e-discovery portion that I enjoyed more so than the practice of law. So once I made that realization, it was right around the time that Blackstone Discovery was reaching out for someone to build out the consulting practice about five years ago, kind of their direct to corporate consulting practice. And that's when I was recruited and uh, joined up with the team and have been here ever since.
1: What trends are you seeing in E discovery this year?
0: Predictive coding and advanced analytics are are not kind of this pie in the sky thing that's applied to E discovery anymore. It's becoming, you know, a significant part of cases. People have built out uh, really strong methodologies and it's becoming a much more natural part. Uh, another trend that I'm kind of seeing is that people are becoming less enamored with kind of the the analytics and the and the gadgets that, you know, help the tail end of E discovery. And they're really starting to meaningfully focus on the left side of the EDRM. You know, everyone is always saying move left in the EDRM. But a lot of the things that were happening in the practice were super high level, you know, basically just running the predictive coding analytics um, that you used in the back end on an earlier set of data you know an in-place index set and i see this year and probably the tail end of last year it's actually becoming a lot more sophisticated people are actually thinking through early case problems with more sophistication and understanding how the client's tools and their business processes actually relate to discovery and the overall litigation strategy
1: can you share some examples of where your clients are incorporating innovation into their discovery processes
0: On one, I think there's a set of analytics tools. The one that we're most familiar with at Blackstone is is Brainspace, uh, the Discovery 6 suite. That tool has been really helpful in doing an initial early case assessment to build up some concepts around a case early on. You know, I always think about it um, back from when I was running document reviews. You spend all this money and then about three months into this massive review, you find the document suggests that uh, you probably should have settled this case. With these kind of technologies like BrainSpace, you can actually figure out very early on what those hot documents should be and you can kind of look at the 500 to 1000 documents that are really going to inform your case and you know probably 200 of those will make it all the way to trial if that's where it goes and it's really powerful to have that in front of your litigation team so they can figure out how they should advise the client
1: how does your team help clients negotiate the scope of their discovery requests
0: first you know we don't go straight into the systems and and talk about the computers we we talk about the nature of the documents they're seeking, and then kind of the overall business process that is involved. So whenever we're trying to figure out where certain claims records are held, first thing we try to figure out is what the actual claims process is. And then from that process, then we'll talk about the underlying systems that are attached to that process and where things are replicated and when something reaches a final state. And then from that, that knowledge, then we actually start to craft the discovery responses so they're a lot more targeted. And to get that information, you know, we always talk about using special interrogatories rather than kind of what I call the phishing expedition RFP. You don't need to request all documents reflecting all of your offices in the United States, right? You just need to craft a special interrogatory that asks them to list all of their offices in the United States. During this
1: process, how does metadata affect e-discovery
0: strategy? all of the systems around us are co- constantly collecting metadata around our data sessions, whether it's on our phone, whether it's on our Fitbit, whether it's on our cloud-based accounts. And so as more of that information is collected, there's more and more we can reveal about the underlying information that we don't intend to. And so what I always uh, tell the clients is, you know, think about what's important in the case and whether or not the metadata is going to reveal information in, in a good way or a bad way that will pertain to the case. If they want to constrain the availability of metadata, they don't want somebody to be able to grab the native file and kind of mine for file metadata and hidden content and all that, then it would be worth worth investing in converting the native files into a format where you can decide what metadata is presented alongside the load file. So always thinking about, you know, yes, there's an additional cost to that, but you are also grabbing control of the metadata that will be available to the other side. Where do you
1: see eDiscovery support headed this year?
0: It's really heading towards uh, strategic consulting on the front end of cases. I just see so many cases where, you know, counsel has stipulated to an ESI order that just kind of opens them up to a phishing expedition or puts them in agreement with a discovery roadmap that's going to be very painful for the client. I think having service providers that can lead you through that process early on, talk about potential data sources, talk about the burden of collecting those and how they integrate into the discovery process are going to be critical I think the era is over where you have these, you know, massive pools of project managers just trying to, you know, service, you know, ticket-based requests. I think all of that kind of service is being captured by the cloud-based companies that are out there, the Logicals, the CS Discos, even Relativity One. A lot of those simple requests are you know, being automated or are really easy to use within the tool. The value that a service provider is going to be able to add is knowledge about the different data sources that enterprises are using, what kind of metadata is available, how burdensome will it be to collect, normalize, and prepare for review and produce certain types of documents. Uh, You know, that's a lot of information to keep track of, especially with the rate of enterprise tool adoption. So I think that's where service providers will be able to provide the most value.
1: This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Derek Duarte, the president of Blackstone Discovery, which integrates e-discovery, consulting, forensics, case management, and technology development for law firms and corporate legal teams worldwide, with a focus on the West Coast of the U.S. and Asia. Derek, thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Ari. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or Advisors.com to learn more.